David's going to help me preach tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to ask him to come on up. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we like to tag team at times, and so we thought that would be a good time tonight to I'll do use that. The purple, mic. the purple mic. Okay, good. Here's your Bible. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. Thank you. You honey. start. Okay. Well, <laughs> tonight we're going to talk a little bit about stress-free living. Stress-free living. And um, this was really uh, something that came into my heart last week when Pastor David, we were preaching. He was preaching, actually, in uh, Northern California last week. And he ministered on peace. And he started with, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And when he said that, these scriptures just started flooding my heart about stress-free living. Mm. And, you know, God doesn't want us to be troubled. No. He said, let not your heart be troubled. And, and when Pastor David was preaching that, he said, you know, you can let it be troubled or you can not let it be troubled. Um, but we do have a choice because sometimes we think if things are coming against us, if there's opposition, um, challenges or whatever that, you know, could be uh, trauma to us. We think sometimes, well, you know, we're just under the gun or under the circumstances right. and that we have to take that on, um, the worry and the care of it. But thank God we don't. We can have peace in the midst of a storm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so I want to read Philippians chapter 4 to start us out tonight. Philippians chapter 4. And, um, of course, this is very familiar, but it's such a powerful scripture. Philippians 4, and uh, we'll start with verse 6. The Bible says here, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, this scripture is really powerful also in the Amplified Version, so I'll read it uh, as well. Verse 6, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly earthly lot of whatever sort this is, that peace which transcends all understanding and shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Well, I was just thinking about that hymn that... You know, it's an old hymn of the church. It is well with my soul. And I think coming from my word of faith background and everything, I did, there's parts of that song I originally didn't like because <laughs> in the faith movement, we didn't, we weren't allowed to sing anything that mentioned a problem at all. But, uh, it's, it, and I get why, you know, because of the emphasis being, uh, you know, on something else. But, uh, if I don't careful, I'll end up in a faith lesson instead of this. But, 
Uh, it's, it is about faith, isn't it? It yes, is it about is. having faith in the Word and the finished work of Christ. But um, I just uh, remember after going through some things in my life, I realized what that song was saying. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad confession. It's not like. You know, when sorrows, the, the part, the part that, that we wouldn't like as faith people is when sorrows like sea billows roll. You know, our thought would have been, why would you sing that? <laughs> would you be talking about sorrows like sea billows roll? But then you realize that in life, there are times when those things can come against you. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not confessing them. We're not claiming the problem and expecting it and asking the Lord to send it. But on the other hand, uh, when it does come, uh, I think the words to that song are very appropriate to, with this teaching mm-hmm. tonight, uh, that you can say always, it is well with my soul. Because, cert- you know, no matter what the circumstances are that have changed, God's word doesn't. The Holy Spirit doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The peace of God doesn't change. Yeah. The presence of God doesn't change. And in fact, we should sense it more in troublesome times than maybe just, you know, a regular day. There's nothing much happening. But, you know, um, it, it is amazing. I've watched. I'm sure that uh, uh, the, the Lewises have seen this in their ministry and others that have been pastors and been in ministry for years. We've seen people that when the troubles and trials of this life come against them, they don't draw close to the Lord. They pull back Mm -hmm. and pull away and say, ooh, I don't know, why isn't God helping me? And Why did the Lord allow me to go through this? Well, the reason the Lord allowed you to go through it was because you're on the planet alive. (laughs) Everybody is the same. Uh, There's there's not a special magic person that is like Teflon that nothing ever sticks to them or has a problem. And if they tell you that, they're lying. I'm telling you, they're either lying or they're about two years old. Nothing's happened yet. (laughs) But if you're, (laughs) if you've been on this planet very long, you're going to face difficulties. You're going to face troubles and trials, which is the reason that I think people need to press in towards the things of God, press in towards the word, press into the church. Amen. Come out, hear the word. A lot of times folks are like, well, I don't, I don't need to go to a healing meeting because I don't need a healing. It's like, well, go to the healing meeting anyway so that you're inspired to stay healthy yeah. or go to the prosperity seminar or whatever so that you can continue to confess the word and, yeah. and have these things happen. So I love this not fretting about anything. Now, I consider for me, I'm not condemning you, but I'm considering for me, that if I start worrying and fretting, I call that a sin in my life. It, and it is a sin. <laughs> but you know, I'm not condemning you, but I'm saying for me, I, I consider it a sin that's something that I even need to repent of. Mm-hmm. And I do. The other day, I had some some things that were weighing on me, and, and I was worrying about it. I wasn't in faith. <laughs> I know you want to fire me now as pastor, praise <laughs> the Lord. I, oh, my God, our faith pastor is not in faith. But I was just being a normal human, and <laughs> you'd be shocked at how normal I am. But I was just being a normal human and uh, not thinking about what the Word said, not thinking about what the Lord has done, what He is doing, what He will do. I always pray that. 
Yeah. But I was just worrying. I told you about it. I was worrying, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what, you know, if this doesn't happen, what's going to happen, and da-da-da. And the Lord said to me, you are in sin <laughs> because I have your back. I am doing some great things that you can't see. And did you know the next day there was some news that solved a lot of problems? And then there a few days later there was a big surprise that solved more problems. Yeah. So, you know, thank God. I mean, God yeah, had it all set. I was wasting brain cells worrying about I, I was doing the opposite of this. I was fretting and having anxiety. <laughs> Just, can anybody relate to that? Yes. <laughs> fretting and having anxiety instead of not having. And so this is something I tell you, this is something for us to avoid as much as we would avoid adultery or yeah fornication yeah. or, uh, you know, drunkenness or any other sin like that, yeah. uh, this would be something for us to avoid is worry. Yeah. Because I, I maybe it's, it's probably worse than some of those other things, even though those are terrible. Mm -hmm. But uh, this, this almost starts, and I don't want to get into a debate on this, but I, I do believe what Brother Hagin said about uh, spiritual sins. This almost gets into spiritual sin if you're not careful, uh, which is worse than a flesh thing. The mm -hmm. flesh thing is the, are the ones that we notice and go, oh, my God, look at them, what they're doing. But this gets down in your spirit mm -hmm. and gets down in your soul. And I don't know where the spirit stops and the soul begins on that, but it's a, it's a blend, a bleeding, a blend there. Amen. Is this helping anybody? And if yeah. you're not careful, you will... Uh, You'll be fretting, mm -hmm. and you can't fret and faith at the same time. You have to choose. That's right. <laughs> so I'm either going to be praising the Lord that the Word is working and God is moving and things are happening, yes, or I'm going to be going, I don't know what in the world we're going to do. You know, what's the answer, Uncle Donald? <laughs> you know, like Huey, Dewey, and Louie <laughs> upset and asking Uncle Donald what to do. Praise the Lord. I've sputtered to a close here now. Are you sure you want me up here? Of course. Well, she just wants me up here. That's what that's about. True, always. <laughs> you know what I what I see in the scripture that's helped me through the years is that uh, there is uh, a solution here to the problem, and yes. the solution is uh, in everything by prayer and petition. The Amplified says petition. With definite requests and with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And so um, I heard a lady say years ago, turn your thoughts into prayers. You know, turn your thoughts into prayers. Amen. And if you have fearful thoughts, turn those thoughts into prayers. You know, um, we see through the through the word, you know, Lord, help my unbelief. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that could be a prayer right there is help my unbelief. And right. And he will. He He's. He is a very present help. He'll help you with anything, even unbelief. Um, I've prayed that. Yeah. It's a great prayer, really, because I found that then he'll speak softly to me some scripture that I can stand on to solve the, the problem. Yes. Another friend of mine said, every prayer should begin with, Father, you said. 
and then what he said so that you can stand on the promises of what God said. Yeah. And if you have uh, anxiety, usually uh, anxiety, you know, is fear of the future. Usually there's something that uh, you think might happen that you don't want to happen and it looks like it's going to happen, like Pastor David was saying with it, this situation that he was facing. So uh, your, you know, fear of the future. So what I, what I do at times, and I, it really helps me a lot, is I'll make out a petition to the Lord and I'll say, Father, I ask you today to, you know, this, 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 and what the scripture says about my case and what I'm needing to see. And then I'll date it, you know, and, and then I'll thank him from then on. It says with Thanksgiving, I'll thank him, you know, every time I, that comes back up in my mind, because the devil will try to torment you with things. Mm-hmm. The Bible says fear has torment. So he'll he'll try to torment you with whatever you're facing. And I'll I'll say at that point, wait a minute, I've already prayed. I have my petition here. I've petitioned God and this was the date. And so I thank you, Father, for moving in this situation. I don't have to move really. Sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. Right. Even if we wanted to move in it. Sometimes we should keep our hands out of it even yes. so that it can be God and not us. Uh, he does yes. things better than us. Have you found that out? I'm telling you, he amazes us, doesn't he? Yes. So I'll say, I've already prayed about it. I thank you, Lord, that you're moving in that situation. And um, I just thank you for it. So that thanksgiving really brings relief to my mind, my soul. And I think we have to watch the thoughts. You know, we have to watch. Well, I think, I, I think that thanksgiving is a great act of faith Mm -hmm. you know sometimes we'll say how do i act out my faith in this thing and because you ever wanted to do that like you want to you want to put a corresponding action with your confession Mm -hmm. and what you're doing you don't want to get into dead works or something with it you know where you're just chanting or whatever right i've seen that and that's kind of gross but there's a balance. Just because there's an extreme doesn't mean there's not something down the middle of the road, right? Mm-hmm. And a balance and a strong thing, and it's, it sure sustained us. Yeah. And uh, to just put corresponding action, what can I do to show that I am believing, that I'm really believing what I'm saying here? Uh, not to impress God or to say, Lord, look at me, look, look at how strong I am walking this out. But to, but to, to just, to get everything going the same direction, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think by giving thanks, uh, it's a huge step of faith. You know, my dad wrote that book, um, Thank You for the Biscuit. And, uh, he said in that, that you, at the table, you would ask for the biscuit by saying thank you for it. Like a, to him, it was a faith lesson as a young boy yeah. at a South Georgia farm table mm-hmm. that he could say thank you for whoever thanked for the biscuit got the biscuit. And uh, I think that's a cute little illustration, isn't it, yeah. of saying, Lord, I thank you in advance mm-hmm. for this money or I thank you in advance for this healing or this direction or this favor that I need or just peace that I need. I thank you for it. And um Something about giving thanks and praise in advance of the manifestation, I believe, accelerates the manifestation. Amen. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I I was noticing here 
that Paul was saying, again, back to that hymn, um, It Is Well With My Soul. It's the same thing Paul is saying here about, uh, in verse 11 of the same passage, he said, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am in, uh, I am, whatever state I am, therewith to be content. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference in being content and complacent. He's not saying to be complacent, not expecting better, not expecting change. But for today, for this moment, mm-hmm. I'm going to be content mm-hmm. and be happy <laughs> and yeah. be thankful. Amen? Yes. Amen. Uh, if you can't afford steak, thank God for the chicken or whatever. I'm just saying, right? Amen. Uh, and just be content with what you have and 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 uh, expect uh, continually expecting improvement. And then he said this, and I love this because it it uh, anti-prosperity people kind of upside the head a little bit. I know both how to be abased. And I know how to abound. It's just, it, he's not saying, I know how to be abased and therefore I'm going to just sit in the base. <laughs> in the basement. He said, I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Now, if you look at that in the um, Amplified over here, it's beautiful because he says, I know how to be abased, and live humbly in straightened circumstances. We would call that straightened. We, you ever heard dire straits? Or mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in dire straits. Well, that's, that's what he's saying in tough or tough or challenging circumstances. I know also how to enjoy plenty. That means if you've got plenty, enjoy it, please. Don't apologize for it. Don't feel bad that... You're doing better, uh, or have to explain it. But uh, he says, enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare, or going without and being in want. So he's talking about no matter what the circumstances, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to to be content. Amen? Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that you should be the martyr and poor woe is me. You know, I'm just, I'm living like Paul in the abasement, <laughs> dire straits <laughs> department. No, he's not saying that. He's just saying, I have been in both situations, and in both situations, I have learned to have peace. Yes. Amen. Right? Amen. I that's think that's right. powerful. It's so scripture. powerful. We all need it, don't we? We do. Amen. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, when we first, uh, I know for myself, I should speak for myself. When I first got into the Word of Faith, I thought that we would never have any problems for the rest of our life. I know. That, we you know, that. <laughs> that nothing was going to happen to us, you know, and, and, uh, like David said, you know, that, the Satan roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Yes. He is the God, little g, of this world. So there is opposition here. As long as we're here, we will have tribulation. We will have trials. There will be things that happen. 
And uh, the good news is that we do have the strength of Christ. Yes. And that that's the next verse. But uh, certainly Paul went through some things. You know, there's a list of horrible things that he went through. And that probably was just a limited list um, of what he went through. Right. You know, he was beaten and left for dead. Imprisoned. And imprisoned and, uh, you know, snake bit and everything else. Uh, so, you know, he went through a lot and he could have probably said, you know, I've had enough of this. I'm done. You know, um, but here he it says he learned how to go through these things yes. and really not be moved by them outside of Christ. He he knew how to uh, stay in his safe place in Christ Jesus, Amen. where his strength is and was. Amen. I remember years ago when uh, a hurricane came through Panama City. And I was pastoring my church then, and um, we uh, had learned the news that the church had been destroyed. And, um, you know, that shakes you up a little bit with right. you know, your congregation. And half of them uh, didn't have, ha- well, m- more than half didn't have their homes left, um, you know, ruined. And uh, it was a, many of them didn't have jobs because of their places of business were ruined. And, you know, you think then, where is God in all this? <laughs> what is happening right now? Uh, and the devil, of course, sings some songs to you in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, you're a loser. You, know, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> How could this happen, you know? Um, right. So, <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, I found myself looking at this scripture and hearing the words of Brother Hagen saying, uh, be uh, don't have any anxiety about anything. Be careful, and in other words, full of care for nothing. No. And it doesn't just mean when everything's going great. It means right there in the midst of a Category Five hurricane disaster that looks like a battlefield. That's oh, it did. that's when you say, I don't care. <laughs> you know? It's not as easy as it seems to do that. But when you look in the word, that's what God said. Don't care about it. Don't care. And, you know, it was amazing how we just went right on and we we're not going to quit preaching for anything. So we just meet in somebody's house and keep preaching the word and keep going. Right. Well, not only that. I mean, can you imagine that? What was the percentage of your congregation that just kind of disappeared? I mean, they they had to move, you know, to other places. Yeah. To live and to work. Probably three-fourths. Three-fourths. So you lose three-fourths of your congregation. The building's gone, basically. I mean, it was, it was a disaster. Uh, we, we saw it after it had been repaired and it still looked like a disaster. Yeah. But it was a better disaster than <laughs> before. Post and pre-disaster. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other thing, and, uh, if I'm telling too much information, just kick me. But there was a a big note, balloon note, coming up on that building, and it, and it was looking like the handwriting was kind of on the wall where the church was concerned. Eventually, right. um, there wasn't a church left. I mean, you know, everybody had scattered. And so here's Charlotte holding the bag with a building that's broken. Imagine this. Broken and a balloon note coming up that's huge, mm-hmm. that you had no idea how you were going to meet that. Mm-mm. And... So this building had been like a warehouse before, and it had a lot of uh, garage doors, big, you know, commercial-type garage doors. 
Somehow, you got that building repaired. It was the only working building on that street. Mm -hmm. So a man came, offered cash deal to buy it, and outright, and so Scarlett's ministry was able to sell, Scarlett's ministry was able to sell that building, pay the note off, and have money, some money left over to continue to preach the gospel. And, uh, and did for many months after that. Yeah. So God worked it all out, and it looked like, oh, Lord, right? Yes, it, did. it did. As we say down south, oh, Lord, <laughs> what are we going to do, you know? That's exactly right. Uh, isn't that a beautiful ending God to that? So I mean, um, I wish I could have told you yes, and, you know, they built a $3 million or whatever, and 9,000 people came. But uh, that's not what happened. <laughs> But what did happen was certainly better than, than losing the property and having your credit ruined and yeah. everything else. You know, amen? Yeah. Amen. God always has a way. Always, always. And so I think practicing, did you have to practice some of this during Yes, <laughs> I did. And especially in the middle of the night, I found myself waking up two or three in the morning. <laughs> Do you ever get... Those kind of wake-ups from, I don't know if it's the devil or if it's just us. But um, I would have to say, I will not care about this. I'm not careful. Carrying and, it. And I cast my care yeah. over on the Lord, which was my next scripture to read, You know, casting read down imaginations. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Um, and, you know, we went, we had the opportunity while David was preaching in California to go fishing, fly fishing. And, um, well, was... you went fly fishing. I was <laughs> the photographer. <laughs> anyway, I fly fish. I have too much adult attention deficit disorder to fly fish. Because <laughs> I start watching over here and my fork's over there. And so I, I can't do this constant thing. You know, a river runs through it, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, um, it's different, you know, I don't know if you've ever been or not, but it's different than deep sea fishing. That's what I've done, or brim and bass, you know. Lake, it's a little right. different than that. Uh, you're constantly casting, you know. And um, yes. so it reminded me of uh, constantly, as much as I need to, casting my care on the Lord. Yes. You know, and sometimes it's not just one time. You have to kind of, you know, keep it up, right? Casting. Yes. And... Um, I, I think I learned that through some, you know, really tough times in my life. But I'm telling you, it takes the load off of you. Because as a counselor, I know that 80% of disease and sickness, they say, is caused by stress. Mm. And tonight, you know, we're talking about stress-free living. So God knows this. He wants to take the burden off of us. And he said the anointing will remove that burden, yes. destroy the yoke. He is all about us living light and living happy. He really wants us to yes, be happy yes. and to live light. You know, uh, he said his burden is light and easy. I like easy and light, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so let me read this Anything scripture. easy. <laughs> Amen. And that's the way he wants us to live. Second Corinthians 10, 5. And it's not just a pipe dream. I mean, this is the word we're reading yeah. tonight. Um uh, verse, this is 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God 
and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, um, you know, reasonings and uh, all kind of arguments in our mind, we have to bring those down. And uh, instead of having those kind of imaginations, we should really start imagining the best thing that could happen. Amen. Imagine your bills all paid off. Imagine your house paid off. Imagine your car paid off. Praise God. Um, You know, imagine your physical body whole and strong. Uh, Imagine your children, the relationship healed and whole and thriving. Amen. Uh, Those are the kind of imaginations I believe God wants us to have. Read that in the Amplified. Oh, okay. Verse 5 in the Amplified. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Amen. 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 And I, I like that. I like that uh, refute arguments because that's what we're getting. We're, the word says, you know, thus and so. The word says we're healed, we're whole, we're blessed, we're favored, we're forgiven, we're righteous, all these things. And then the devil <laughs> just might as well put the blame where it sits because yeah. he's the instigator. Mm-hmm. But the devil then comes against that knowledge of God. It's the knowledge of the word. We could say the knowledge of the word that Mm -hmm. we have. How many have some knowledge of the word? I'm not saying we all have all answers, but we've got some, don't we? Yes, we do. And uh, we're increasing in knowledge, praise the Lord, in Jesus' name. And I'm going to be ever learning and coming into the knowledge of the truth, not the other way. Ever learning and not coming into the knowledge of the truth. (laughs) Because I want to remain open and teachable. I, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't know. Sometimes people say to me, why did this person die? Why did this thing happen? Or why did this, you know, fail? And I'll say, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I wish I did know. And if the Lord shows me anything about it, if it's your business, I'll share it with you. But otherwise, I don't know. And what we don't know, we just have to let go sometimes, you know. Yeah. And um, let it just, like Brother Hagin said, put it on the shelf and and then just shelve it. and Because and, it's going to drive you bonkers to try to figure it out sometimes, isn't That's it? That's true. Has anybody ever gone there, you know, mm-hmm. tried to figure it out and with your head and then you get all in turmoil over it? You still don't have the answer. So what, there's no profit in that. Right. No, no benefit in mm-hmm. it. So. We do that. So what I was going to say here is that I love it about refuting arguments because the, the, the circumstances and the devil and your own mind and negativity and whatever past experience will argue with what the word says. Yeah. The word says you're healed. The word says you're whole. The word says you're blessed. The word says you have favor. The word says you're righteous. Now that one, let me tell you, the devil will get you on everything else if you don't know you're righteous. Yeah. You know you're righteous because you have faith in Christ and his finished work. And uh, the devil will bring up a mistake that you made or something, a sin that you, you know, people say, you need to stop saying it's a mistake, say it's sin. Okay, fine, sin there for all the sin mongers. Now you have it, <laughs> praise the Lord. But uh sin, sure, sin, sin. If you committed a sin, 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, thank God for his blood. Thank God for forgiveness. Amen. Yes. And we can confess our sins. He'll forgive us. He'll cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That means he, and he doesn't hold anything against us. And our sins that we've committed, he has put as far away as the east is from the west. Yes. And in, in, into the depths of the sea. Amen. Amen. Thank you for it. Bob. But the knowledge of that, you know, our, we, we remember things. Like I said, have you ever been in the night sleeping and you're in that fog between asleep and awake? And the, has the devil ever brought up something you did wrong? Mm-hmm. or something you committed that was just awful, and you just think about that, and you just go, oh, gosh, what kind of a person am I that I would even have thought that or said that or did that? But uh, you realize that God's not holding that against you. That's not the Holy Spirit bringing up those things. Yes. The Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Yes. And mm-hmm. he'll read from the book of your life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not the word, but, you know, you have this other book, Stuff You Did Wrong and Have Regrets, <laughs> first book of the regrets, <laughs> and say, now, you know, you know, you had that dirty thought or you said that thing or mm-hmm. you acted an ugly way. And, uh, right? Yes. Am I the only one? No. Nope. I'm sure all of y'all are just saints. <laughs> Never done anything. But uh, pray for me. <laughs> But I'm telling you, you know, we've all, we all have things that we wish hadn't happened. But when we, when we, uh, when we review that, we have to remember that's an arg, that's the type of an argument mm-hmm. that's arguing that the blood of Christ has cleansed you. You're not that same person. God doesn't look at you the same as when you were a sinner. Now, what mm-hmm. does it mean to be a sinner? Well, sinning as a lifestyle. Everybody commits sins. Everybody makes mistakes. But sinning as a lifestyle. I mean, we know people that are professional sinners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you ever met a professional sinner? I mean, they just do it with gusto. <laughs> they almost, if there's a wrong way to do it, they'd rather do it wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. If there's a wrong way to have a relationship, they'd rather do the wrong way instead of the right way or something like that. But thank God... That we know the truth, and so I'm not talking about just sinning as a way of life. Sure, there's that's a whole other lesson, a whole other lesson, less lesson. But here we're talking about the knowledge of God. What knowledge do we have of God, of the Word, of what the Word says about us? You need to confess if you're not already. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Yes. I'm a new creature in Him. Amen. I'm a, like the song that Brother um, David Ingalls wrote, I'm a partaker of his divine nature. Yes. Uh, he will, you know, for me, he will not impute sin. Mm-hmm. To me, he will not impute sin. So, praise God, that needs to be our confession. Because, again, in the middle of the night when these horrible things come against you, you need to be able to to, to argue that down and cast that down. What does it say? Uh Casting it down. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to cast it down? Throw it on the floor. Yeah. Right? That's right. Throw it on the floor. Amen. Uh, it's like getting Lucy off the table, our cat. You know, I have a <laughs> squirt bottle that says cat water on it. 
And all I have to do now is show her the bottle and she'll move. <laughs> say, Lucy, you see this? <laughs> she runs for it. We have to cast the cat down. <laughs> well, cast it down, right? You, 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 you throw it or some trash. You get it off the table and you get it off of, up in your face and you put it in the trash can. Amen. Yeah. And you cast it down to Amen. be cast out of your life. And that's what we have to do. I'm just, I could just go on and on about that. I just think it's so important. Yeah, it is. Because the devil's a liar. Folks, here's the news. Breaking news. The devil's a liar. Yes. Did you know that? He never tells the truth. Mm -hmm. And he's a liar, and he's a thief, and he's an accuser, and he's a basic scallywag. (laughs) And a rotten individual. (laughs) And so you need to remember that. And when he's talking, uh, sometimes I'll say to him when he's talking, I'll say, thank you for the confirmation that the opposite of what you just said is true. Because mm-hmm. you're a liar and the father of lies. And so if you tell me I'm failing, that must mean I'm doing pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's Build right. yourself up yep. in, the, in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Sorry. I no, that's good. Carried away. That's really good. Am maybe, I still on subject? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe we should pray for people. Let's do it. Okay. You pray. Okay. Father, we just thank you that your word is true and that we can cast down imaginations Amen. in every high thing that argues mm-hmm. uh, those arguments or reasonings against your word and your peace and your love and your your joy and also, Father, the solutions to the problems. And we thank you tonight that uh, we don't have to have any anxiety. Right. We don't have to fret. And I thank you, Lord, that tonight as we pray for our brothers and sisters, we pray for those listening on live stream. We, we make petition now, Lord, for everything that concerns them, that tonight you're moving on their behalf. You're helping their situations. You're, you're moving mountains. And you're, uh, uh, creating, you're, you're, you're moving so, uh, by your spirit that doing things that Thank we you, couldn't possibly, possibly do. Amen. Um, even what seems like it's an impossibility that will never change, it'll never be right. We look to you tonight, Father, for those answers and those yes. miracles. And, and you said you're, your your hand is mighty. It's outstretched toward us to do some wonders and miracles. So we thank you tonight for yes. all these situations. And if you're listening to my prayer, just right now, mention mention your situation yes. to him. You can do it quietly where you are, but just mention it right now to him and make that petition. Uh, the Bible says, let your requests be made known mm. unto God. So we request those things right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for it with thanksgiving. We give them to you. We cast all of our care over on you. And we thank you, Lord. Tonight is the night that we get the answers, uh, the, the solutions, uh, the wisdom, yes. the, the strength, uh, even physically. We thank you, Lord, for all areas met yes. tonight. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and just praise Him and thank Him for the Word tonight. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We believe people watching online have been touched. And we'll hear some testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all make sure you come out Sunday and, and, uh, and, uh, in, enjoy the ministry of Reverend Dan and Marta. Amen. And uh, we're excited about what God's doing here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Amen. God bless you. You may be dismissed. Praise the Lord.